Welcome to the Bliss Tonic Podcast, where we get real about the ups and downs of the human experience, and we use yogic philosophy and self-study as our Bliss Tonic. I'm Michelle Anthony, yoga teacher, spiritual mentor, meditation advocate, and dancer, circus performer. Flow is flow is flow is flow. Let's dive into this week's episode. another episode of the Bliss Tonic Podcast. Thank you so much for showing up here uh, and listening, engaging with this community. And thank you so much for showing up for yourself in this act of self-inquiry and exploration. And on not that note, let's settle in with a couple deep breaths. And I'd like you to Kind of gather your energy from all places. You can think about that as maybe energetic or mental energy, any thoughts that are lingering in the past or any plans you have for the future. Start to withdraw energy from those places and gather it into your body, noticing your posture, noticing the way breath fills and animates your body. Can you connect to the sense of stability, the structural integrity of your bones and muscles, and yet this really calm sense of muscular ease and a softening, a relaxation? You may notice parts of your body that you are holding on to tension. Just feel those melt and melt away. And then connect to that sense of inflation of your body with the cycles of breath washing over you. Inhales expanding, exhales contracting. And start to lengthen out that process a bit. Relaxing deeper. And in this space... We'll ask that one question that's been on every human's mind since the beginning of time, the comical question, who am I? And when you place that question into the void and potent space of your awareness within your body, what echoes back at you? Who am I? Do you see and experience and connect with one layer of your existence, of who you are as a personality? Do you connect with the energy of your spirit, who you are beyond this body, who you have been in other lifetimes, who you are to other people? Do you sense or notice any confusion? And 
And just take a couple more breaths. Kind of coming back into your body and into this moment and into the space that your body's taking up. You can open your eyes if you close your eyes and take in your surroundings as if they're new. Do you notice anything different? Do you notice some small piece of the room that you're in that you didn't notice before? A small crack in the wall. It's one of the ways we can expand our internal awareness is by expanding our external awareness. Especially if we're in this process of maybe stepping away from phone addictions or social media scrolling or even just feeling like you need a break to become more present, a super great practice is to just take in your surroundings and see if you can notice something that you have never noticed before. And this is the topic of the little riff I'm going on today, it's about ego. And yeah, there's a lot that I've been contemplating and, you know, just having like internal discussions about in my head about ego and, you know, just been kind of taking in information from other spiritual teachers and also kind of acknowledging when I get a message that it's time to kind of like Okay, shut this off, like tune in and, you know, just be with your own energy, your own thoughts, because it just gets to be a lot um, when we're consuming content from different places and just noticing how it makes us feel when we consume it. And so one of the topics that I've been in contemplation of this week uh, is the ego And there's so many aspects to this, but please let me know if you've heard, I know you have, the like phrase ego death or I've killed my ego or I'm no longer my ego. Like, I don't know, those like new age phrases of basically saying I don't have an ego and We should all work towards getting rid of our ego. And, well, that's kind of problematic. (laughs) Maybe that's an exaggeration and being dramatic. But um, I just have a lot to say about that. And it is that, so the the Sanskrit word for ego is ashmita, which is I-ness. And it's where we... Uh, center in ourselves as this human in this lifetime where we have our sense of personality, we have a sense of separateness, that we're a different person than the person next to us, and that we are not them, right? That's that's part of the ego is it helps us identify who we are in this lifetime, maybe as separate from other people? How do we differ from other people, right? If we can look at the energetics of, okay, yes, but we're all one, we're drops in the ocean, like we have all of those phrases, right? 
And yet we have this ego, we have this structure of personality and who we are, who we are to other people, right? What echoed back at you when we did that short kind of meditation and asking, who am I? Was it the ego who answered back? Was it who you are to other people? Was there a spark of your soul that resonated and showed itself to you? There's no right or wrong answer. We have so many layers what's called in yogic philosophy, koshas, these sheaths of who we are, that all in all, all the sheaths, even the innermost sheath of bliss, Nandamaya kosha, this is still kind of an element of our human experience that keeps us separate from source energy. And... I don't know. I just get these weird vibes every time I hear people talking about ego death and getting rid of their egos. And I think there's even a book on it. And um, yeah, I just have questions. Like, doesn't that, I don't know. I just feel like it is very um, full of themselves to even say that. Like, wouldn't a person who has dissolved their ego through whatever practice or awakening like in my mind isn't that what samadhi is absorption of reuniting with the infinite and I know that that doesn't necessarily mean death however I, I think, and maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe I'm totally wrong and I'm 100% willing to admit that. But like, wouldn't then, like how could you still be a householder and of the world and be in that space of not having an ego? Like to me, if you're in the world, you have an ego. Like I show up as this person every day. I do this work. I, I, I. Who is the I? That's... <laughs> Really, who is the I is a very deep question, but one of the answers is ego. <laughs> there are other answers of who we actually are. Who we, who we actually are is not just spirit, but also spirit in human form. So, you know, I feel like this has been, um, I actually recorded this comment. I like have been dipping my toes back in social media and holy Hannah. it's another world out there, especially right now. And I just somehow ended up on this news site and you know how the comments just pop up. I don't know, some local news um, on Facebook and somebody's comment was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Can't we just like go to unity already? And I was like, no, (laughs) we cannot on a individual level spiritual bypassing is when we ignore our shadow and just redirect without looking at the discomfort to begin with on a collective level we say let's just go back to unity is to deny the suffering of other people and say well yeah yeah let's just focus on something else but that thing still exists (laughs) right? Like it's just ignoring it. It's still going to come back up. And so that's a collective spiritual bypassing. And I think what I really want to talk about today is, you know, just how we 
it's so easy in this wellness and spirituality industry that's like however many billions of dollars of an industry at this point of the way that we put spiritual leaders on a pedestal. And it's something that I'm so conscious of. And yeah, I mean, it's so easy to fall into the idea that somebody else has the answers. And, you know, I feel like you just get a feeling of what they're saying is true, but then you kind of subscribe to it, or I don't know what it is. Like, we should, we should be questioning more often the things that we say, me included, the spiritual shit we say, and that we repeat, and that we think, you know, like, where did I learn this from? Where did I hear this? Am I just, you know, is it intuitively coming to me? And while I don't want to discourage the use of intuition, I think that it is an abuse of power, the ways that, you know, I, I don't want to say like unqualified people, but like, especially yoga teachers and wellness people and psychics, like it's, it's very easy to cross a line. And I think this is why one of the distinguishing, um, I don't know, like ways that I weigh out if I'm going to work with a spiritual teacher um, and I kind of just get a vibe for their work. And what I do is I, is I say, you know, like, are they just giving me answers or are they, are they encouraging me to do my own work? Are they encouraging me to, um, you know, seek the answers myself or they encourage me to um, learn and improve my own intuitive skills so that I can validate and, and read what sits with me and what's in alignment with me. And so what you get is a lot of people just having all the answers. And yeah, that's where we get like what whatever that documentary is. I think on Netflix, Kumari um, of La Fate Guru and like how easy it is um, to fall into that role and just say the things that people want to hear. Um, and so, yeah, I've just been having a lot of questions about ego and, you know, people who um, embody a sense of confidence and what that confidence is versus, you know, being what other people want them to be. And that is something that, boy, that has been the work lately. Um, we'll get into that in a little bit. So I have been in contemplation of the, this podcast and I think it's because I'm digging into this idea of projection and the ways that, you know, as a human growing up in the world, I saw the ways that, um, and even now, even now, the way that people talk about other people, maybe it's one of my gifts in this lifetime that I'm just like, I don't know, I like to dig into the energetics of... <laughs> not just relationships, but like between people. And I loved getting into the energetics of judgment. And um, anyways, what you see, especially nowadays on social media is the way people talk about other people. And so you hear, oh, this person is doing this and that's bad. So then I and other people, I am sure, internalize, oh, I'm not going to be liked. I'm not going to be accepted. And on a physical animal level, our body then associates acting in that certain way with 
death. Like, no, I don't survive if I'm not accepted. And I hear these people talking about how they don't accept this person for this reason. And therefore, I will not be that. That's like deep stuff and uncovering layers of, you know, when did you do that? When did you adapt your who you were because of the surroundings and what people around you accepted and like how they talked about other people? I think that's really important, especially as we grow up and are, you know, forming the neural pathways that, you know, tell us what's safe us how to act right what thoughts we continually think and then you know believe choose to believe and act accordingly creating habits however deeply ingrained so something I've been contemplating is okay (laughs) I don't know where I heard this but I saw this somewhere on social media however long ago of or maybe like a review of somebody else's podcast about how all they do is talk about themselves. And I noticed, I was like, oh shit, all I do is talk about myself in this podcast. Um, (laughs) And I don't know if that's true, but it began an entirely, um, yeah, an entire dialogue around this. Like, why do I share? You know, and like just questioning my motives because I think that's a very important thing to do. Like, what are my motives here? You know, are you, am I actually serving you in the way that I want to be serving you by sharing in the way that I share? You know, how much talking about myself and my experiences and, you know, my takes on how I handle the human experience, is it actually serving you? Does it bring, you know, personal narrative to a lot of the uncomfortable elements of the human experience so that you can recognize it in yourself? I could be a mirror for you and potentially you can learn from some of the learnings, not mistakes, some of the learnings that I've been going through. And I, you know, or am I just like completely full of myself and think that I'm above all the people in my experience? I don't, I know I don't think that, but that's what, you know, in my mind, like when I read that review, I'm like, oh, well now I can't do that. I have to change everything about, you know? Um, and I think that that's a really important thing to notice is how much do you adapt you know, elements of your ego, which is like, okay, stay safe if I act in this way, stay safe if I keep acting in this way. If I make myself small, it'll make others more comfortable and I'm more likely to be accepted. So those are all elements of this, you know, and I was contemplating it and really like I'm willing to question myself in that and, you know, admit that maybe there is that. But then when I got down to it, I, I, you know, why do I share? And honestly, it feels really therapeutic for me to share my learnings with all of you. And it's part of what fills me up on a soul level. And it's a part of my dharma that I learn and I share. And I can't wait to share it with all of you. And I understand like what I talked about kind of in the beginning is like I'm sharing from my experiences, but I don't have the answers that makes sense I'm not claiming to have the answers and um, know more than I do 
and I'm just a human doing the best I can. But this fills me up so much, um, and it's part of what I'm here to offer, and it feels easy for me, um, and I hope that it serves all of you that I get to maybe share vulnerably from lessons that I'm learning and how I'm handling them or handled them and what I can do better, then I just get to mirror that back to you so that you know we all can maybe take accountability for the ways that we engage with discomfort in our lives. Okay. So what I'm really excited about is I have been, um, I just finished the final guided meditation for the shadow program for the first round. And it just keeps getting more and more um, complex. And I really feel like the six weeks that I've had with these people have just gotten so too fast, like too fast. Um, And I'm just wanting more, like more of being in this space with a group of other people questioning stuff, (laughs) like basically questioning ourselves and taking a little more responsibility for our energetic sovereignty. Yeah. And I would love to continue that is what I'm getting at. So I'm changing a couple things in what I offer and the ways that I offer it uh, because of, you know, how I am discovering that I love to work. Um, And so for really the first time in a long time or ever, I'm going to bring back the shadow program. I don't have a launch date yet for it. So I have a wait list um, that you can join and Uh, There's a pretty huge discount for anybody who ends up signing up who's on the wait list. That kind of discount just won't be available anywhere else. I am totally updating everything about the program based on how this round went and the feedback that I receive. Um, Updating the workbook. There's going to be several um, more updates and notes to kind of just make it the best that it can be because I think that this work is so important and it can be so life-changing to kind of take a look at your shadow and allow it and accept it as a part of you just as we accept and allow the ego like it's there we don't have to get rid of it we can just choose whether or not we believe it and if we reinforce it and if we allow it to make our decisions for us or do we want to kind of bring in our a deeper sense of wisdom or a higher self however you want to say it do we want to be making more aligned choices and decisions once you recognize ways that you're dimming yourself or ways that you're playing small or getting in your own way ways that you don't believe that you're worthy of what you desire. So if you want to get on that 
uh, wait list. The link will be in the show notes. And another change that I'm making is that I'm going to be eliminating the higher tiers of my Patreon this month. Uh, You can still join and support the production of this podcast for $5 a month. You can also make a one-time donation if you're getting some benefit out of this podcast. Another way that you can support is by giving a five-star review um, or rating or write a review and let me know what you think of the podcast. I'd also love your feedback if you, um, you know, love certain episodes that I do and want me to do more interviews or if you are, you know, really loving my little solo riffs. um, Yeah, feedback is uh, welcome and appreciated and you can just email that and the link in the show notes has all of my contact information to, um, yeah, give me any feedback to improve this podcast for you. And thank you for production master Kyle Piper. You do amazing things and I'm grateful for you and congratulations on your new job. Very happy for you. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.